0: Well, I tell you what, it has been a little bit, but welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. Welcome to Hometown Conversations. My name is Roman. And I'm Jill. So it's been a hot minute or two since we've been with you guys on the podcast, and
1: quite (laughs) honestly... Maybe more like two, but yeah.
0: (laughs) A lot of things have happened since then. Uh, This week, we are actually live at Bobbing Bobber Brewery, and we're here to talk with Dan Hart. But before we do that, we wanted to touch base on, you know, why we've been gone for a few weeks. Yeah, And, you know... We're going to talk about the long process.
1: Well, there was a process that has happened. It's most since, definitely a process. Since we were last here.
0: Yeah, so that process is that you finally got everything packed up out of your place and you moved in.
1: Yeah. And first and foremost, let me let me just give a huge shout out to yes. Almighty Movers.
0: Oh, yeah, they're great. Aren't I mean, they? I
1: packed my stuff, but they moved it and did all the lifting and they were funny <laughs> and they were professional and I highly recommend them. But yeah, the the process of moving was a little bit of a was kind of a deal for me.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it was a lot of packing. I mean, one thing is you lived in that one space for six years. Yeah. Something like that. Six, six, or, six seven. or seven. Yep. So, you know, when you look at that and you've got all this stuff that you've packed up and I can't imagine what people have to go through. I mean, I've done it a couple of times, moved uh, you know, a lot, I guess I should say. Sure. Um it, it, Packing up all that stuff. Yeah. And then you're going through stuff and you're like, do you need it? Do you not need it? And well, then you just,
1: go down rabbit holes of, like, nostalgia, right? Yeah. And you find things, and you're like, oh, my goodness. And then you're like, wait, no, 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 stay on task.
0: <laughs> so, like,
1: it's a process in a multitude of ways.
0: Right, right. So it, that part is done. That part and is done. Well, well. I mean, it, last night when the storm
1: was, was hitting us, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice if we could have our vehicles in the garage, Um you know, so I yeah. think more unpacking needs to happen. See, At the situation point. with moving in with you is that you have stuff in your house, right? So I couldn't just have all the boxes brought in and find a spot for it. It's <laughs> a merging of things, so right. it, it's all in the garage, which is why we can't park in there right I mean, now. You've
0: moved a few things, and you might have gotten like two or three boxes done already.
1: <laughs> two or three. <laughs> listen to you. Let's
0: well, see. I'm trying to I'm trying to be funny here, so it is. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. No, so it, it, that process worked out very well. And, um, you know, I, th- I think son is happy to be there. Yeah, I think um, all
1: the kids, I think your kids and, and yeah. my son, they're all, uh, they're getting to know each other better. And we've seen evidence of little tiny, um, like sibling uh, warfare, right? Nothing yeah. too dramatic, Nothing but a lot dramatic. of really good stuff. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: they, they're, they're out playing basketball. I mean, the kids are happy that there's a basketball hoop in the driveway now. Sure. So. They get to go do stuff and hang out outside and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I know so,
1: my son is is really thankful to have some other kids around. It's yeah. always just been him, and right. um, he's always wanted more children in the house than just himself. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, the
0: other thing that we were going to talk about here, and um, I, I, we could have done a podcast just on this, to be honest, and maybe as we approach next, next year, next, um, summer, we'll yep. have, next summer we'll talk about this, but um, you went to Winstock for your first time. Very
1: first Windstock ever? Yeah, now, I was going to say my first music festival, but that's not true. Yeah, um, you, you would I've it, been to Fest and
0: stuff like that too before. But uh, winstock uh, Windstock, of course. Um, you know, we haven't had any rain all summer. No, and like drought,
1: literal drought.
0: Magically, first night of Windstock, uh, it pours. And, and I would like to see some
1: statistics on rain and Windstock because I feel like it's disproportionately wet to any other day of the year.
0: That's all anybody talks about that goes to Windstock. is like, <laughs> at least one day it's going to rain. You can book it. And you're like, well, I mean, I don't know. It hasn't rained all year, and sure enough, it did. So we, we missed the first night, which was yep. fine. Um, we hung out and did some other things. But then we went out, and uh, we had a lot of fun. I it mean, was
1: so— the the. The people dressed up and the, the funny shirts that people were wearing and <laughs> the carefree attitude, right? Like yeah. just come as you are and have fun and it,
0: listen to some great bands. Absolutely. Um, stuff that, you know, I haven't heard Phil Vassar in a long time and that was kind of fun to hear him again. Yep. Um, I'd never seen Luke Combs. He was great saw Brett Eldridge a couple of times um we kind of got lost during the Brett Eldridge set I mean it was a lot of just dancing yep and I think like the one song we like one of his that we really like came on and then we just danced and and kind of got lost in the entire moment And all of a sudden it was over I'm like wait a second did he play it all of his a- music but he did I think he played he for like did. an hour or so
1: I think we just danced the night away
0: yeah so uh we did we did leave a little bit early but the first thing you said to me afterwards is like I can't wait to go back
1: yeah, it was so, really phenomenal. It was. It, and it's outside, and there's just people everywhere, and the food is good, and you mm-hmm. know, you have a couple drinks and wander around, and yeah, yeah we, and we ran into music. a bunch of people from Hutch too, and, yeah, and so that, that was, was super fun. fun. We and, saw some people from your hometown. Yeah,
0: ran into a couple of people that I went to high school with, which was fun too.
1: I got to get a little window into your high school <laughs> version of yourself. <laughs>
0: well, at least their version of what they what well, their they saw, version right? Of your high you school. You know, it was kind of funny because they're like, I mean, you were. Uh, uh, moody and angry, or something like that. Moody I even, and
1: shy, or and something shy or you angry never Moody and shy, or
0: something like that. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, when you're like, when you get picked on stuff, like your attitude will change. Right. And
1: <laughs> like she's your like, your I listen to your podcast. Why weren't you talkative like this? Yeah, in why weren't you school? like this
0: in high school? I'm like, well, this like, is always who is here, but well, you know, then are, you are any of us really
1: know. the same person we were? No, on, I don't in think so. I don't know. I,
0: I like to say that I'm a better version of myself now. Like you, you, you grow up over time and you kind of, you know, I don't know, you learn from stuff, right? Absolutely. And, you know, you just, become a different person you get to meet a lot of people and those people that you meet help shape who you are in the future right. and so it's just and 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 well right? it makes and sense it,
1: because we're almost twice as old as we were then oh, actually more than that but
0: we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have <laughs> another conversation about you know ageism is it just is is not fun to talk about jill <laughs> i'm sorry <Gosh. laughs> back that up what was your favorite part about winstock i mean you talked about walking around and we, we tried to go around the um, – because I know a, a few of my friends um, from here in town have campers that they put out on this, uh, the site. Right. We tried yep. to go walk around and find them. Uh, next year we'll be more successful with that, though. Yeah. What was your favorite part beyond that?
1: Honestly, the music was great. Yeah. I love music. Um, yeah. it, it, kinda, it, can, it can take me to a different place. I can lose myself uh, just being there in that open space with – you know, listening to concerts, I didn't feel like I was 20 minutes from home. I felt like I was completely removed from the stress uh-huh. that being home brings to you, right? So yeah. it just felt like a mini vacation, yeah. and we didn't have to go anywhere, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I, loved it. You know, the music part was fun. I loved running into all of those people that we did. Absolutely. Um, looking at the shirts and all that kind of stuff, too, was fun. So
1: yeah, lots of really funny I'm, shirts and clothes. I'm
0: really looking forward to going back next year. I tried to talk a friend of mine into letting me borrow his RV to go next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was shot down very quickly. I mean, he so. had valid
1: reasons. Yeah. We get it. But. I don't know,
0: I'm gonna. I'm still gonna give him crap about it.
1: Oh, so. oh absolutely! Just because yeah. his reasons are valid doesn't mean he doesn't <laughs> deserve to get a little grief for it.
0: Well, of course. So I'm excited to be here at the at, at Bobbing Bobber Brewery today. Yes. And we're gonna bring Dan on in a second here. But um, you know, one of my favorite things about being here is just all the stuff that's going on. And we're gonna talk to him about that. Um, we're gonna talk to him about some of the brews that they uh, come up with and where do they actually come from. Uh, and we will touch base with that right after the break here. We'll be right back.
1: All right, we're back with Dan at Bobbing Bobber Brewery. Dan, we were just talking about Windstock. Have you ever been or been to a big music festival?
2: Oh, gosh, I have never been to Windstock. Um, <laughs> the last music festival I was to, I was... In my early years of college, went to a country fest in Eau Claire. Okay. A buddy of mine was uh, training to be a pilot. Nice. And so we flew over to Eau Claire and- Oh, Perfect. uh, went to the music fest, and we got back to the airport just a little too late, and the airport had already closed. <laughs> we had to find a janitor to let us through the gate. It was it was an experience, and we had to have the plane back, so that was...
1: Oh, that's a great story. I can honestly say I have never personally flown into a music festival, so, you know... So
2: it feels like it was
0: a private jet experience, even though it probably right? wasn't a jet, but you, you know. know... It was a tiny little Cessna, <laughs> and I was
1: terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but here you are. <laughs> here you are. Well,
0: so, Dan, welcome to... To the podcast here, Hometown Conversations, we've been trying to line this up for a while and we would come in to the brewery, we'd talk to you and say, let's set a date and then we just wouldn't do it. Well, all so, of us
1: are like super like, I, I don't exactly know what term to call us, but we're all super busy, extrovert, throw ideas around. So we would say it a hundred times and then none of us actually took the time to reach out and write a note and set it in stone. Right. In true, like in tr- personality of all of us, right? right, right but right. now we're
2: finally here and we're really excited to do I'm this. always behind. I'm never on time <laughs> for nope, anything. I'll be late to my own funeral, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> nice. So, Dan, how did the brewery get started? I mean, what? why Hutchinson, you know, why would you guys start this?
2: Uh, well, gosh, it's been about eight years now. Um, and uh, I'm originally from the Lake Minnetonka area. I moved out here because I worked for the railroad in Glencoe. Um, I loved my job, but I hated my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there for 12 years and kind of decided at year eight that I wanted to change, and I went to school for food and beverage management. That's what I wanted to do, was own my own restaurant at some point in time. Uh, I spent, was it about 11 years in the restaurant industry before I went to the railroad, decided going back and being a grunt was the smarter choice. I was kind of tired of managing people, and uh, had a part-time fun job at Excelsior Brewing Company, and I fell in love with the brewing industry, and Started homebrewing, very very lucrative, and uh, I started the business plan, and then I met Lane, who is our head brewer and one of my co-owners, and uh, we just kind of kept rolling. And uh, through our four-year friendship, I continued to work on the business plan and find spots to go. and Hutch was an untapped area. It was. There was no breweries anywhere close. And when I liked this community, it reminded me of being in the metro like being in the suburbs without all of the hustle and bustle. Sure. So I I felt that this was the community that I wanted to place my roots in. So yeah,
1: very cool. So. And I, I like the untapped reference. I don't know if you did that the on purpose, little, but I enjoyed ponds that just a lot. Do that in there. That, I like that <laughs> too.
2: I, Normally, I don't think before I speak. So no, everything's see, you're just, you're random. just witty <laughs> on your
1: own. See, where did the name Bobbing Bobber Brewery, which by the way is a mouthful. Um, Three BC is, is how. But but sometimes just for fun. The kids and Roman and I will be like, who can say Bobbing Bobber Brewery three times and still have it sound? But where did the name come from?
2: Uh, it, it definitely lets me know how much you've had to drink if you can <laughs> say it three times. fast. <laughs> um,
1: That's your breathalyzer, well, right? It, it, it is
2: It is a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I, I like to fish, but I'm not a good fisherman. I go out a couple of times a year, um, usually with my brother-in-law and Sitting on the lake after having a few homebrews and realizing that I hadn't caught a fish all day, and all I did was watch my bobber bob in the water. I I went, you know, at least I can catch a bottle bass, and uh, bobbing bobber is where it came from out on the lake, and it just kind of stuck, and 3BC for short, three Bs and one C, that's why it's 3BC. Everybody asks, what's 3BC stand for? Uh, there's three B's in the name and one C, so that's kind of the way we roll. And the community is kind of now taken on calling us just the Bobber, and yeah. that yeah. works too. So yeah.
1: it's a great name, and it's so like Minnesota, you know. And yeah. uh, the way it's decorated in here, uh, the tables are like docks, um, and just all the references to fishing. It's a it's a super cool place. If you haven't been in here, you need to just come in yeah. and. It,
0: yeah, you guys found a great location here. I mean, right on Highway 7, it can't be, I mean, you really probably couldn't have asked for anything better. It
2: it definitely worked out really well for us. Um, we had searched for, you know, that entire four-year stretch trying to find a place in town. Um, every place we wanted to go was too small or didn't have any loading dock doors or anything like that. And um, or it couldn't support the weight of the tanks. You know, a lot oh, of the sure. buildings in town are old. They've got uh, full basements underneath and sure. wood rafters and all of those well, things. I would have never thought of that. And uh, we were at a point, we had looked at the property we're in, but we couldn't afford it and afford to do renovations. So hmm. we, we kind of wrote off the building. We were at a point where we were starting to look at other communities because properties were hard to find. Um, and what there was available was out of our budget. Uh, we then got a phone call one day from Mark Sherman, who is our other business partner. Mm-hmm. He had just purchased this building and he goes, are you still looking for a spot? And we said, yeah, well, let's come down and take a look at it. And, uh, after meeting Mark and finding out how down to earth he really is. And, uh, we did a handshake after our meeting and it just, Within eight months of that handshake, we were opening our doors. So it was, it was crazy. That's so
1: great. And the space is perfect. You've got the big, I don't, I apologize. I don't know what you call the rooms, but there's the, like the tap room.
2: We have the tap room and then we have the brew house side. Yeah.
1: And and the the brew house, it's such a nice, wide open space. Roman and I have played cornhole here. We've held business functions here. Um, it's just an amazing space.
2: It, it works well for us to have uh, what we call a, a party room, um, and it's not completely closed off, so it's, it's not really a private space, but uh, people seem to enjoy the fact that it's, it's open uh, we have fifteen thousand square feet here, uh, about seventy five hundred up, and we have a full basement, so we have plenty of room for expansion. We oh, cool. we don't awesome. plan on ever moving, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, that, great, yeah.
1: yeah. So
0: no, this this is an absolute fantastic spot. Every time we drive by, we're like, oh, there's something going on over there, and we're going to talk about some of those events. But let's talk about the brews for a second. Um, you know, you have a brewmaster that uh, helps out here and is part of the group. Um, I, Jill's probably going to ask about the names, but I'm more curious, like, how do you guys come up with the different types of
2: brews to, to make? Uh, so Lane and I, throughout our time of, you know, going through and being friends and working on our recipes, that whole four plus year stretch before we actually opened the brewery, um, we really spent some time, um, creating and developing our Our brewers, we had over 40 recipes in our recipe book before we ever opened the doors. Um, We are now over 50-some. We've brewed a lot of recipes right here out of the brew house uh, here at the brewery that were brand new that we had never done before. Um, Knock on some wood, we (laughs) haven't had to dump a batch yet. Uh, We've been very fortunate. Everything has come out really well. Lane is very meticulous. Um, we kind of collaborate together and decide where we want to go, what kind of beers we want to, what kind of styles we want to do. And uh, then Lane takes the time and really does the research Mm -hmm. and figures out what he wants to put in them, and we kind of roll from there. I I let Lane have a lot of creativity, and that's kind of what we're about here uh, is – uh, creative throw-up is what I like to call it. If you've nice. if you've that's ever a- heard me say it before, that's <laughs> when you go around the tap room. It's it's a hodgepodge of all sorts of fishing in Minnesota, and uh, it's. It's a dusting nightmare, if anybody remembers <laughs> yeah. TGI Fridays from back in the day. Um, flair? It is. It's a lot of flair. You're, you're required to have 18 buttons, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we just kind of, we really like to push the creativity side, and uh, our menu is made up of 16 different beers right now, plus two sodas, um, or two non-alcoholic uh, choices. And the whole goal is for us to make sure we have a variety. So we hit all the points. Our menu isn't IPA heavy or multi heavy. It, it's supposed to be a wide variety. So everybody can find something that they'll enjoy. That way we can, we can hit all the marks. So Mm -hmm. even if you don't like beer, we hope that we can find you something that you can enjoy while you're here. Um, the goal in our business plan was to create a gathering place, Mm -hmm. whether you like beer or not, You come here and you hang out, you hang out with your friends, you meet new people, and uh, you grow your network, you know? Yeah,
1: that's great. So speaking of creativity, you have some of the best names, like the marketing that comes out of this place never ceases to amaze me, and marketing is a big chunk of what I do at my job too, and I'm just going to come out and say it, I'm incredibly jealous (laughs) of what I see on your menu, of what I see come on your Facebook page. There is just somebody in this in this i 'm assuming in this room who 's just very, very clever, so do you come up with the names of all the beers
2: uh, we' it 's a collaborative as well again, uh, Lane and I throughout those four years before we ever even opened we, we mm-hmm. sat there and as we brewed beers we we would kind of spitball ideas and yep. we 'd write them down in a notebook and then, when it comes time to name a beer. We do some checking to make sure that it's not already being used sure. and, uh, you know, try not to use anything that anybody else has used. And we try to use some fishing themes, some non-fishing themes. You know, not everything here is about being on the lake, um, but we we really try to use puns. And I, I have a great team that, you know, all of the staff collaborates to and says it what what do you think we should call this do you have any good puns or good ideas or anything like that and we have uh jason warwinski with the minnesota website company that does all of our social media um and he's very clever and on point too so we we all really work together to make sure that we are putting out the best product and the best uh marketing behind that product just You know, because it's it's important to have all the aspects, not just one. So yeah, well, it yeah. shows. Yeah, you, you guys have won some awards for some of the brews that you guys have put together too, right? Um, our biggest award uh, is our GABF award, which is the Great American Beer Festival. It's the largest American beer festival out there. Uh, we were very fortunate enough to win a gold medal on our Maybach, uh which we call Tacklebach, um, and it's. Uh, it's it's our it's our favorite beer to brew in the spring months, and uh, we've we've gotten a couple of other little awards through the Growler Magazine for uh, our name on our Peach Cream Ale, which is "Want to Shake Your Tree," which is a note from the Steve Miller Band song "The Joker." Yeah, um, and uh, some people get it, some people don't, <laughs> and it, it's funny when they catch it because then they turn around and go. I I want the Steve Miller beer, and, uh, it, it's just, it's one of those fun things, um, we, we have our first year open, we won, uh, best new brewery in the state through the growler magazine, and we won third best taproom brewery in the state, uh, two years in a row through the growler magazine, so that was, uh, a huge accomplishment, and it's all because our fan base came out and voted for us, um, so it's it's because of them that we're where we're at right now, yeah. and they absolutely love coming here, and we super appreciate them.
1: Yeah, it's a great place to come. What are some of the biggest things you've learned so far running a brewery?
2: Well, just running a business in general. You, everybody thinks that they can, as being an employee, they can run their bit run a business <laughs> better than <laughs> their bosses or their owners can. Um, I've been down that road. And, uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it is a lot harder than you think it is. There's a Mm. lot more that goes into it. Um, Lane and I stress each and every day of, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but your network is the most important thing that you can, you can do finding good people to associate yourself with people that can bring positives out of you and you can bring positives out of them. It is, it's, it's the most important tool that, that I've had to do, and I'm definitely an introvert, even though I come off as an extrovert here at the brewery. Um, so dealing with people can be very very high stress and very hard to manage with my anxiety, but having a good network behind you to support you yeah. is huge, so Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um what do you wish you had more time to do? Because you are here all the time.
1: Oh Dan, you are here all the time. <laughs> all the time. All what, the time.
2: What do you wish you had more time to do? I would love to be out fishing a little more. Yeah. I would love to be able to just take some time and hang out at home, you know, yeah. do some things at home. I I truly love my job. Um and I, I don't think I've ever been able to say that before. Mm-hmm. Um and Sometimes I feel like I'm missing out if I'm not here, but uh, our customer base is so great that I love to make sure that they're all greeted every time they come and everybody gets to have a goodbye when they leave. It's very important. And I've instilled that in the staff and, you know, our shipmates is what we call ourselves here as shipmates. And uh, we, we really try to push that, that friendliness, that family, um when I grew was growing up, Cheers was my dad's favorite show. <laughs> yeah. And I fell in love with it as I got older too. And I think that it's important to make sure that everybody feels welcome when they come yeah. through the door, even if it's their first time. So yeah. um or it's their hundredth time. It's yeah. it's just important. Yeah, this is
0: Hands down, one of my favorite places to come. I mean, oh, yeah. We and,
1: default to this a lot. Like, We, we want to go do something. Yeah, well, there's a food truck at the brewery. Or the thing that, that some of you listeners might not know is, so this is a brewery, so obviously they serve beer. There's no food here, but Dan, you schedule a lot of food trucks that come. Also, you can bring your own food, you can order pizza and have it delivered, you can order sandwiches, right? Like, the eating aspect of what happens here is a little more left up to the customer, which I think is super cool. Um, We've come here before for a food truck, and maybe the, you know, the kid, that's not what the kids wanted, so they get, you know, Jimmy's pizza delivered, or whatever, right? Like, you can really this is a welcome so you kind of feel like you're at home when you're here you get to kind of roll how you want to roll which is nice
2: the the whole point behind the the food aspect is uh, I love food um, like I said I wanted to own my own restaurant adding a kitchen in is you know a minimum of an extra hundred thousand yeah. dollars Um now you've got to staff it you've got to buy food you've got inventory that you know all those things were too too much of a risk because if you have food and you have beer, if both of them aren't stellar, people don't come back, right? Right. They, They want, they want both items to be awesome. You know, if your food is good and your beer isn't, people will still come back for your food, but if you, if, you know, your food isn't good, no matter how good your beer is, people don't want to come back and it wasn't a risk I was willing to take. And so we wanted to create a place where you can, you know, you bring what you want. So that way, um, that way you know that you're going to be happy and uh, we'll just concentrate on the beer, which is what we're about. We want to, uh, Goose Island has the, one of the best things that I've read for a marketing deal is, you know, we don't want to be, the only beer you drink we just want to be the best beer you drink and I, I think that resonates really hard where we we just want to put out a really good product and create a gathering space for people we have outlets all around the brewery if you want to bring in your own crock pot and plug it in that's cool with us um, we 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 do have a pretty strong food truck uh, ring right now we last year with COVID we started bringing in the trucks um, the city has been great with working with us and allowed the food trucks to come in on private property without having to get a license through the city, um, which was a battle because nobody wanted to come out here um, and do that if they had to pay for a license fee. So we we worked really hard to change the laws in in the community to allow the food trucks, and the community has definitely supported them. Uh, Last year during COVID, we had a rotation of about 18 to 22 trucks. And now this year we're over 40 trucks in our rotation. Yeah. Wow. We just keep adding. And it's because of the community support that they're willing to come out here uh, and they're willing to come back. They they feel our... our community really supports them and is totally friendly and is so appreciative and that's that's huge and if we don't have the community support the trucks won't want to come back because a lot of them drive from a long ways away and at seven miles to the gallon (laughs) right right it's expensive (laughs) to come all the way out here yeah no but this is uh and jill kind of hit the
0: hammer on the head for me or hit the nail on the head for me was this is kind of a landing space for us Mm -hmm. um if i have friends come in from out of town this is where we're coming Um, it's just such an easy place to come and you hang out and like you said the staff is incredibly friendly so uh, it's an amazing place. Um, One thing we hear over and over again about is the amount of events going on at the brewery. And Up next is Oktoberfest
2: for you guys. Um, Tell us a little bit about what's all happening uh, next weekend. So Oktoberfest is our first party that we ever threw. We are going to be on our fourth annual this year. Um, It is... uh, it is my pride and joy. It was the first event I planned. Um, I'm like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> um, when we do events, um, we have gotten a lot more streamlined with all of our events. Where we're we're trying, we were trying to plan one a quarter. Now we're getting closer to having at minimum one a month. Uh, the events bring people out. People mm-hmm. want to come and do something. When they come out, they don't just want to come and have a beer and sit and you know, hang out. They, they want something interactive, and so we've, we've really been working hard to make sure that we put out a lot of different events and, and try and get as many different people to come out. Oktoberfest is my baby. Um, we, we really push it as just kind of a let's get together. I try to bring in uh, some food trucks and uh, at least one of them doing some sort of German-type food brats German potato salad, all of that fun stuff. And then we pack it with music, and uh, we encourage people to dress up.
1: I was going to say, I've seen I've seen some good uh, clothing options.
2: <laughs> Lederhosen is, is, <coughs> is something that uh, I feel is a must for, for me anyway. So if you come out on <laughs> Oktoberfest, I'll be wearing my Lederhosen. Beautiful. Um, but we, we pack, the, pack the days. We do a two-day event, and we bring in a couple of trucks, Um, this year we're doing three trucks on Friday with one live music act in the evening. And then on Saturday we pack the entire day full with, we have four food trucks and three live music acts that span throughout the entire day. We'll be doing some leader holding contests and, you know, just trying to really have a good event and get people to enjoy their time out, find something, to do enjoy some music enjoy some food and and uh just kind of hang out so So for those for those that are listening what what are the what are the dates on those uh this year's Oktoberfest is next weekend which is uh september 24th and 25th it always lands on the last weekend of september um and it's it's our biggest event so
1: cool very cool i know i'm excited to come what are some other events coming up over the next few months
2: well, we we're working on a few different things. Um, we're gonna try and do a bloody beer bar day. Um, we Ooh. where we we make a Gosa, which is a historic German wheat beer made with uh, pink Himalayan salt and coriander seeds. It's a little bit sour, a little not quite sour, but more tart. I uh, got a salty finish, and we added garlic to it. Uh, here in Hutch, there's every year a garlic festival. Yep. Um, this year, it was canceled because of uh, COVID concerns, so we, we just kind of said we're still going to make the beer as a tribute to the garlic fest that happens here in Hutch, which is a pretty big deal. Absolutely. And if you've never been to that, garlic ice cream is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard.
1: I have not tried it. It, it makes me surprising. nervous, but I've heard it's really good. It's, it's <laughs>
2: not bad, so don't shy away from it. Um, but we uh, work with a, one of our food trucks, Northern Smoke Barbecue out of Delano, makes their own Bloody Mary mix, and uh, we purchased a number of bottles from them. So we'll be doing a Bloody, Me- Bloody Beer Bar Day where we'll have a skewer of all sorts of fun things, and you'll get your Bloody Mary mix and your beer for a specific price and hang out, and we'll have a beanbag tournament that day. Uh, which we work with Crow Over Cornhole here in the community, and we're kind of their home base, so mm. we do a lot of cornhole tournaments throughout the year. Um, they do a lot of donating to charity and things mm. like that, so we l- really like working with them to uh, put on some fun events. Uh, at the end of October, we have our Trunk or Treat. Uh, since the first oh, year we yeah. opened, we have tried to do a Halloween party for kids in our community. Uh, we feel that... Our business needs to be family-friendly, and we've really promoted that since day one. So we really try to do events that bring the entire family out, not Mm -hmm. just people that want to drink beer. Um, And so this is going to be our second Trunk or Treat, Um, and last year we had over 200 kids come through. Uh, and, and it's so great. We All of my staff dresses up for the day, and we, <laughs> we encourage people to come dressed up. Uh, and we, we hand out candy. We do a coloring contest. We have uh, a couple of food trucks. Our, our local Lions chapter is always here, and they give away free mini donuts to all the kids that are dressed up. It's Very a, cool. It's a great event. Um, in November, we're looking at doing a luau night. We're going to try and get some entertainment Uh and uh, do a whole Polynesian night with food and uh, entertainment, and we'll have some Hawaiian shirts, and everybody <laughs> will get laid. So. <laughs> nice. Well,
0: Jill, I just told you, um, as I listen to sit, sit here and listen to Dan talk, it sounds like our schedule is filling up fast. I know.
1: We're going to have a fantastic social yeah. life coming up here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, um, for those that are listening on here, how do people learn more about 3BC and the events that you guys have coming
2: up? Uh, so our Facebook page is the, is the primary spot for you to look for us. Um, we, we keep that up to date quite regularly. Uh, every day we post what food truck we're going to have and their menu, stuff like that. So that's our most current area to look at. Uh, our website, uh, bobbingbobber.com, is a, another good spot. We usually list all of our stuff on there as well. Um, but follow us on social media. That's that's our our bread and butter for us, where people can see everything that's going on and we always have something going on. So. Yeah,
0: I'm looking cool. forward to your next uh, live walk around, uh, probably, I'm
2: guessing, on Oktoberfest next weekend. So,
1: yeah. Dan, we know how busy you are, and we can't thank you enough yeah. for being thank, a part of thanks, our podcast. Thanks
2: for asking me to do it. It was uh, less painful than I thought it was.
1: Everyone <laughs> says that. We're happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's so
2: good. There's only three of us here, so my anxiety <laughs> is a little little light. So. When,
0: when we were first talking about doing this, I was going to bring speakers along. We are going to do this live in front of like 100 people, and I was like, eh, maybe that might be a little bit
1: yeah. different. We just couldn't quite get it figured out. This worked out perfectly. Yeah,
0: so thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. thank
2: you guys. Appreciate it.
0: Well, we're back. That was a fun conversation, right?
1: Oh, he's great.
0: Yeah. Dan was awesome. And not only that, he brought me over a raspberry sour here. Yeah, um, and it's I've murky got murky waters, which is also an, a little fun little title for a beer. Little
1: murky waters. Yeah, which I, one did you get? Well, I got the want to shake your tree. Yeah, it's a, it's a cream ale.
0: Yeah, on peaches, that,
1: and it's just. It's just nice. It's summery, and it's, Uh yeah, I like it. I
0: like drinking that during the winter, too, because it makes me feel like summer's just around the bend. (laughs) As soon as I said
1: summery, I'm like, although I have had this beer in the winter as well. I know.
0: Yeah, I I think that was really fun, too, because we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, right? But this really is a landing space for us. I mean, we we come here, we hang out, we bring the kids along, and, and... you know, there's
1: games for them to play there's like a big connect four board and you know that little throw the ring on the hook game i'm sure yeah. it has a name i don't know yeah. and there's board <laughs> games and cards and it's just a it's a nice place to hang out it is yeah. very family friendly
0: and you know your son has said a couple of times it seems like the entire city you know operates around the brewery because there's like so many events going he, on yeah here.
1: in the car he's like it seems like the only thing ever going on in hutchinson is at the brewery and of course <laughs> we know that's not true there's a lot going on in hutchinson right. speaking yeah speaking of stuff going on in Hutchinson yeah
0: no I mean this this weekend um, is the annual arts and crafts festival put on downtown Hutchinson so uh, if you're coming to town um, you know certainly swing by and take a look at all the things that are going on down there there's many many vendors Um, there's food trucks down there this weekend Uh, the ambassadors put on the taste of Hutchinson down there as well so there's just a lot to do in Hutch the old hashtag much in Hutch is literally coming to bear this weekend
1: absolutely there's you know it's Hutchinson, Dan said something really interesting. He, he said it feels a little bit like the Twin Cities, like a suburb, like an active suburb, but kind of without all the rest of the hullabaloo that goes along with being a right. suburb and close to other suburbs and, and a main metro area. There is so much going on here, but then you have the benefit of being surrounded by beautiful nature and the river and parks and, yeah. and, and trails and things like that. And, I don't know. I love living in Hutchinson.
0: Well, in in fall time in Hutchinson is one of my favorites because it just, there's so many trees here too and everything changes color at the same time. And, you know, then there's Arts and Crafts festivals going on and then it just leads into Oktoberfest and like everything just really picks up. I mean, because, you know, a lot of us are at the lakes and stuff up here, which are just Mm -hmm. north of town. So we're all still here during the summer but Absolutely. then we're then we're really really participating in all the events around town. Right. <laughs> as it kicks off here so Yeah, this um, is a fun time of year and it really Christmas
1: is. is beautiful here. We have one of the most vibrant main streets. Um, that I've seen in in the small towns yeah. I've gone to, and it looks beautiful at Christmas time. And
0: I think fast. maybe we should talk about having Mary back on uh, from the Chamber of Commerce because there's there's a lot of things coming up, like in November, yep, uh, and stuff. So maybe in October we'll bring her back on because we'll be talking about Small Business Saturday then soon, and mm-hmm. all the things that go in with that. There's there's a lot. So if you haven't shopped in Hutchinson uh, during Small Business Saturday, you. Re- You really need to change that because there's there's the ambassadors who walk around handing out uh, you know gift cards to people and um, it's it's definitely worth your time.
1: You know, a few years ago, I committed to Small Business Saturday. I mean, I've always gone out and shopped. I'm not a huge uh, Black Friday person. I'm um, not either. I I avoid
0: that like the plague.
1: Absolutely, but Small Business Saturday seemed like like and I was like, I'm I'm gonna like do this. Like I'm Mm -hmm. gonna hit every. Everything I can possibly muster in a day. And outside of, Sam was a lot younger, so I had to order him some Lego set, you know, for Christmas. But outside of that one thing for him, I -hmm. think I got all of my Christmas shopping done. Mm-hmm. In small businesses in Hutchinson. Yep. Because you find stuff that you're just not going to find at other stores. Eclectic, homemade, um, interesting gifts, you know, for your aunt that has everything and your parents <laughs> and your. I mean, right? You get to an age where it's hard to shop for the people in your life. And we have some great, great small businesses for uh-huh. shopping in Hutch. That's a fun name. Yeah,
0: all, all throughout Hutch, not just in downtown. There's a right. lot of things yeah. to do. So, Absolutely. a lot of places to go here. So, well. For everyone that's been tuning in, we really appreciate it. This podcast has been a lot of fun to produce over the past several months. If you have an idea that you'd like us to cover, reach out and let us know. We love, love hearing from you guys. To keep up to date on future podcasts, you can follow us on our Facebook page, Hometown Conversations, or on Twitter at Htown Convos. You can also now stream the podcast pretty much everywhere, from Apple's podcast to Spotify to asking your Alexa device to play the pod when you're working around the house. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. You're all the best. Uh, hopefully, we see you out here at uh, at, at Oktoberfest. See you all soon.